everybody to a special podcast of Token Rambles. Uh, due to a lot of time constraints, we decided to move the review of the recent stage play. Uh, I'm going to butcher this, so I'm going to let Jesse handle this. <laughs> the title. Joden Mitsuraboshi Katanagatari. Thank you, Jesse. Uh, we will be reviewing that separate from our usual monthly overview of events to save time and will be released at a certain date. So with me, I have the same cast from the, our latest episode. So I am once again, Marissa, your host, uh, joined by lovely Jesse and Sarah. You want to introduce themselves? Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And once again, we have a special guest with Alexi. Hi. <laughs> so, same crew coming back with you from last month. So, the most recent stage play just got, about like, a, was it a month ago? Just got released on to DMM's website for streaming. And that's where we all watched it. And so, so we're going to be talking about Butai, Token Rambu, Joden, Mitsuraboshi, Katanagatari, right? Um, and Sarah, having seen it the most recently of all of us, um, would you like to give a very, very, very brief summary? Pain. Just feel. a glimpse into it. Pain feels. <laughs> I can, if, I guess, sure. Um, so like the two sentences, Lord, uh, okay. So this one is where time gets wibbly wobbly and your instances of coming back to multiple, to the map multiple times comes into play in order to take on the time retrograde army as per usual. And you go from one, your first unit from before they do burning Hononoji. So I didn't butcher that name, uh, another unit. And then again, and things go willy wibbly wobbly. There we go. Okay, so starting out for this one, this is the third stage play minus the special, the Odawara Castle special. But the full length stage play, we have a, com a lot of new swords with us, but some familiar ones as well from the other stage plays. Um, the first set, because there are two groups, three, kind of two groups that we go over in this one. Um, the first group is actually the starter sword, Yamambagiri, plus the other six, other five from the origins of the citadel, correct? Maybe? I, yes. Yes. Okay. So, Mamba. we had Mamba. Heshi, Thayo, Dodanuki, Dodanuki, Honebami, and Kakaka, Yamabushi. Kyodai! Kyodai! We will get to that soon. Good boy. We will get to that very soon. Now, 
Mamba, in this mission, we've always seen Yamamba Giri as the head of this place. And having to be the captain, but he's always had a little bit of trauma, right? So this first one, this first half of the stage play is where we see that trauma happen. And he's always been a little bit insecure, and we see that echo throughout it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, Especially with his confrontation with Hasebe. Including the confrontation with Hasebe, where Hasebe doesn't believe him to be the proper leader that he should be, that the Citadel deserves. Connection with the Odawara short thing that we had? Correct. So. Hushi was being old Hushi. Hushi was being. Gets mad at all the other swords, even if they weren't really doing anything bad. Their existence just makes him mad for a second. Well, I found it like interesting because the first timeline that we cover is bef- technically is in between um, the first stage and the second stage because um, if it's kind of following around the Odawata special, we have like pre really confident. Yamabagiri, because he gained some of his confidence in the first one, but it's really, we see a lot of that in um, Akatsuki with him confronting Sayo and understanding his ability as a leader. So it's interesting to see the older Yamabagiri in this situation compared to the more confident one that we'll see later on into the, music, uh, into the stage. Right. Now, as Sarah mentioned, it did get really wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey at times. And it was really, really confusing for that first half of the stage play. There were several moments where we were like, why are you confused talking to oh, the characters like currently on the stage, right? <laughs> like when they were walking in the hallway and then they see the other ones. I think it was... I know it was... I think it was Mamba... And I don't remember who was with them, but they walked in the hallway. It was him and Yamabushi. Oh, yeah. And then they saw the other three. And then they, like, started freaking out for no reason. And they was like, oh, yeah, we got to go. And then it just kind of, like, ran away. <laughs> well, they and were freaking dying. out because was, wasn't Dodonuki supposed to be with them? Yes. Yeah. And then Dodonuki yeah, wasn't with was. them. Yeah, I've... <laughs> I found that scene the first time, like, I was, like, really confused. I was like, why are they freaking out? Oh, wait, maybe they're trying to be like, hold on, guys, we're undercover right now. Let's not interact because things. And at the same time, I'm thinking, did they just leave Dota Nuki in the banquet hall with <laughs> Kuroda Clan? Like, where, where is he? And then when we get the time switch, we're like, wait a minute, that's future them going... Snap! We're gonna get to past um, Hasebe, uh, Sayo, and uh, oh my gosh, Bami, Sayo, Bami, and Hasebe, and Hashi, yeah. and they're just like, uh, ignore us. We're just gonna go this way. <laughs> I noticed personally. I noticed something was a little awkward, actually, at the very beginning, um, when Sayo looked out the window. 
point. Hi, sorry. Sayo was the one who kind of, he raised a red flag for me. I was like, okay, now I know that like when you're hiding somewhere, you're going to check out there, but what is out there? Are you going to tell us that there's something out there? Or are we just going to act like there's nothing out there? Because he was staring for a good a good moment before he turned back to everyone else. I actually, as Jesse mentioned earlier, I did just see this again. Uh, actually, right before we recorded this, I was rewatching, And our video quality is much better this time. And if you notice, you can actually see bright yellow hair peeking out in the window corner before Sayo turns to look out. Oh my god! So you can see Hakata looking in. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of clarification there are two groups happening from different time periods in this one point of history but they are the same swords from the same citadel and it's wibbly wobbly timey wimey but the way they handle it on stage helps you follow which group that you're actually focusing on Time and you don't flop. really realize what's happening until the halfway point. So yep. for us, as we look back on it, we're we're mixing the two. So just so that people are able to stay with us a little bit. Yeah, that's what's happening. Yep. It the I liked how they did the time. They made it very evident with uh, the in the background. They had the the digital seal just flipping around that had oh i'm trying to remember what the kanji was on them i know i can't remember it off the top of my mm. head i should have had you take a picture sarah yeah <laughs> but they have different kanji and the colors change as well so you're like okay this is the past this is the past team and this is the uh, future team so and they cross paths at a couple of times and those are some of the funniest moments throughout this entire Can we get back to the list. sliding door scene? Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. After after the two groups collide, right? And and Buchan and Yamatan run off set off set. The retrograde army walks through. <laughs> See the three swords and turn and walk the other direction. And the swords just look at each other like, no, we didn't just wait, what? And they do this group head twist <laughs> i was and it, it kills me every time and listening like um because a lot of times you don't hear too much from like japanese audiences but you could hear everyone just laughing hysterically in the audience because of the gag so that made me happy yeah so following from there we get we get a little bit of interaction between Bami and Hideyoshi. Because they get kidnapped, essentially, because of their riding off stage, chasing the time retrograde army. And actually, getting... let us back up, because we are actually missing another really funny scene that makes more sense for the future. Remember sure. when, um, uh, oh, gosh. Oh, I'm getting the kudos mixed up in my head. Oh, 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 I know what you're <laughs> talking about. Out. I know what yes, you're talking about. <laughs> Oh, the, um, where Nagamasa, Nagamasa, like, Nagamasa, like, encounters our group of, we'll say Unit 1. We're going to call the past group, or for clarification, we're going to call them Unit 1, and Unit 2 is the future group. And then there's a 
special unit three that happens later on. But we'll get to them eventually. So unit one runs into Nagamasa and Spear Dude. Spear Dude that's holding Nihongo. Um and it was just the most awkward scene. I was like, what is going on? Are they just acting poorly? I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, they were acting like they were acting, and it was beautiful. <laughs> yes. We had that scene beforehand. So, then, going in order, Hideyoshi. So, Hideyoshi is kind of in charge of this whole mess with Odawada Castle as they're trying to like basically lay siege to it. Because what's happening throughout this, which is a little nice to know, there is something actually happening here. They're trying to take over the castle. I think at this point they were, they had already done it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, time. I can't remember what year this this point of the play is supposed to be in. I was trying to figure that out too. And Don't ask yeah. me. <laughs> um, but with Hideyoshi being there, he was the former master of Honebami Toshiro. So when Honebami, who has no memories, comes into contact with Hideyoshi, he spazzes out, freaks out and faints because influx of memories, but only fragments, and you just want to reach out and give the poor kid a hug. That's a common thing, though, is anytime Bami is having severe struggles this entire stage, you just want to give the child a hug. He is such a good boy. Yeah, he is. (sighs) Bless him. Yes. Yes. He comes back into play very shortly um, because he is a very, very crucial character to, um, to, to preserve the, the life of a certain, um, certain, certain Kyodai. Can we just save that point for the, because I don't know about anyone else, but Alexi and I both did not catch the thing first time through. So yeah, we'll, we'll save that for a minute. Because um, we, we got a bit to get there first anyway. Uh, but that was so, just uh, painful since to see Bobby. As we were watching this, we didn't really have subtitles for this. So the, I, the original plan was for us to try and watch it as a complete unit. <laughs> unit. Um, <laughs> so we could like bounce off of each other like oh did this happen like I think it happened um but unfortunately it didn't happen like that so poor Sarah and Alexi had to watch it on their own Marissa and I had to watch it on our own um but I was able to follow it a little bit more Marissa was able to follow it pretty well and they were Alexi and Sarah seemed to follow it pretty decently too but in case there were some things that were a little still confusing. Yes, Kuroda did want Hideyoshi to die. Kuroda wanted to become one of the three stars, Mitsuraboshi, which is what that means. One of the three stars of Japan. Which goes into a whole other aspect. Um, do you want me to do that now or later? 
we could probably do that now because okay. it's important, but not like super critical plot wise. So, I mean, eh, yeah, so, okay. <laughs> later so on, we, yeah. Later on, okay. Yeah, when we get to uh, unit two, because that's a little okay, more. When we get to unit like two, that. I'll cover the Misaraboshi bit. Um, yes. And Kurita with his little connection with the uh, History Retrograde Army and the fact that yeah. he's working with them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is, oh, that was a great moment early on when they realized, you Token know what we action. are? <laughs> you I want was, us dead? I was so shocked. I was like, or Alexi likes to say, shook. <laughs> <I'm> shook. <laughs> I'm always shook. Because I was like, wait, what now? Hold on. Hold on a second. Because even in like previous stages in musicals when they've had contact, no one has known what they are. But he's saying specifically what they are. How? How does oh, he I, I was shook. Yeah. I was so shook. I was like, you shouldn't know. You shouldn't know. I was literally like, you, you should not know. You shouldn't know at all. And it's just, it's always been like a question, I think, in most people who plays the game in blind is they pretty much go in and they can't interact with the humans. It's literally something they complete, they constantly mention in musical stage. We try not to interact with our former masters so we don't have this problem. And yet, they are literally being sent, identified as the token Donshi, which means, uh oh, Spaghettios. Like, yep. not only do they know, like, hey, we're swords spirits of swords or like we're not really human they know exactly what they are they know who the enemy is and they're not being manipulated by the enemy they are working alongside the history retrograde army which just yep i actually really liked the um the portuguese guy <laughs> he scared me he was, he was scary but he was really funny, and I, I was not surprised when he turned out to be bad. Oh yeah, his, but his... he cracks me up. Shows up, is like, everyone, I love you all, and then he's like, oh, oh, okay. I will say his motivation was, if I understood it right, was interesting. But we'll get that to that at the end. That was just a little surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's just save that bit for a little bit later when we also get to the Mitsuraboshi bit. Yeah. All so the that's spoilers. at the same part. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to the fact that they knew, and because of future things, when they get captured, like a handful of them get captured and put into jail with Hideyoshi, I started to cry when Nagamasa was like, Heshkiri Hasabe. I was like, no, no, I'm not a big fan of Hasabe in the stage, but this is giving me massive amounts of emotions and feels right now, and I can't handle it. I couldn't <laughs> handle it. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and give Hasabe all the credit, all the love, because this child, I like, I honestly am not a huge fan of Heshikiri Hasabe. Was not, I should say, because Danu Danu and his nicknames 
increased my love <laughs> of Hesty quite a bit oh. from then on. And then just throughout this whole stage play, it just, Heshi is such a great character and he needs to chill at times, but he is a really good boy who just needs a little bit of love and yes. And maybe no one okay. to focus on his facial expressions at times because sometimes it's very um <laughs> Heshi, honey, are you are, are you okay? Are are you good? But you know, he didn't talk with his eyebrows this time. <laughs> you are oh, not wrong. But I missed that. And wasn't screaming <laughs> Nobunaga Nobunaga over and over again. No, Bunaga, no, Bunaga, no, no, Jesse, no. <laughs> we are not going back down this dark hole. <laughs> and the funny realization when you find out the actor for Hasabe was actually uh, Yahava in the Haiku stage play. Yeah. Anyway, so. While Heshi and crew were in the cellar, though, cellar. <laughs> Essentially a cellar. In the, whatever. Dungeon. Dungeon? Dungeon. Prison. And they were in the dungeon. That's when the thing happened, right? The thing? The, the, I'm sorry, guys. Do you realize the, how many things are happening? In this there's place? a lot of things, Jesse. You have to clarify. <laughs> there, okay, there are a lot of things, but let's be honest. The thing that clued us into this whole stage play because of a certain clip that a certain person happened to stumble upon. <laughs> Not me this time. That happens after no. the dungeon because they're running away. Because remember, Heshi oh, is no. using his sword like an old man to hobble along behind them. Okay, yep. Never mind. So it, anyway, it wasn't long after that, though. No, it was not. Because then they, we get into epic fight scene. Uh, yeah, yeah epic army. fight scene against the Portuguese guy. Huh. We see two Yamabagiris. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. That confused me. I was like, wh "Why? How did this happen? Oh. How do you do a thing?" Also, the hug. Huh. The hug. The bomby hug. The bomby hug. Do you know how much rage I had earlier when I realized the thing? <laughs> huh. <laughs> Huh. Gee, I don't know. How much rage did you have, Sarah? Was it as much rage as you getting, what, 50 shishios? By the way, you can collect the one that came home today. No, we, no, and no. You can have him. He can go babysit your old men. <laughs> Sarah, I practically felt like a deadpan stare in your silence. <laughs> 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 oh lord have mercy but yeah so the balmy hug where he like pulls Yamabushi close and it's like he whispers something pats him on the back and then just vanishes and we're like uh, uh okay bye and like and I then knew the something was weird there cause he wasn't acting injured like unit one bombing was so I'm like there's something timey-wimey happening in this play. I remember reading about that. So maybe this is future Bobby. Why he's hugging Kakaka? Hmm, this better not be a reference to that clip. Hmm. 
<laughs> I, I didn't even see the clip. I think I was the only person in this group who had not seen the clip. No, and you're like, we can't didn't say see the clip. We uh... didn't see the clip. We only heard about the clip because only one person saw the clip. I don't even I'm think sorry. I. I don't even. You guys didn't even tell me what happened. She's like, no, I'm not telling you. Martha, like, oh, oh okay. For good reason. For good reason. Yeah. So when it happened. I... <laughs> it was a hard night, okay? I didn't know what I was watching. <laughs> I was just trying to have a good time on the token Brambu tag, a Tumblr. And then I saw the clip and I was shook and sad and I went to sleep. And then I. I I mentioned it to I think Sarah first. Yes, because you're um, like, yep. is is he okay? Does something happen? And I'm just sitting here like, as far as I'm aware, he's good. And then you tell me the clip in excruciating detail, and it sets us all off on hours of hunting. Yeah, I w- I was even walking around the mall, scrolling through Tumblr, trying my very bestest to find it again. Hiding through all of the Hanamaru and Shiken Rambu stuff that makes me happy. Looking for that one bit of sadness that destroyed my life the night before. Nope. <laughs> nope. So let's stop quit- Stop beating around the boot, John, shall we? What happened in this clip? Yoda! We actually uh. saw a sword break on screen. On stage. Uh. In in canon the sword actually broke and it was done phenomenally well it broke our hearts along with it i will just say this i was watching it on one of my days off my mom is in the other room and i'm just watching it and she's constantly calling me to go like do something and i'm like mom i have to sit through this three hour stage play and you are interrupting me i got to that scene and i just had to pause i'm just sobbing i am I would probably have cried harder if she wasn't in the next room and come running over and be like, what's happening? And I'm just like, <laughs> just <laughs> snotty and upset because it was, it was Mood. like war flashbacks to Tombokiri almost like breaking in Katsugeki. And I was like, you can't do this to me again. They, they didn't do this. I can't believe they did this. And I'm messaging Jesse going, I was about to actually I don't think I messaged you until afterwards and I was like okay I have to see how this plays out I have to see Yamabagiri just freaking out because I didn't even get to that part I just got to the shatter and then all of a sudden blessed be Omomori and I'm just like <laughs> yes he had the thing he lives and I'm just like I'm done I'm done and I messaged Jesse and I'm like I can't believe that just happened they messed with my emotions. I'm a snotty mess, and he lives, but he died. And it was his breaking line, too, which, ow, please, why? And at <sighs> least you figured out the Omomori. Like, we were hoping, but as we were saying, like, Alexi and I are on two different ends of campus messaging one another as we're watching, and yeah, yeah. We were a lot closer than you think. I was at Megan's apartment. <laughs> What? You can't just came over. <laughs> then I would have been. You probably heard my screaming all the way from over there. Then <laughs> I couldn't hear it over my screaming. What are you talking about? <sighs> Meanwhile, I was watching this at what? What was it, Sarah? Like almost three in the morning that I got yeah. to that part. Yeah, because I fell and asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep at two thirty. <laughs> I left you yep. alone. I'm sorry. Yep. yep. 
You and decided to rewatch the whole thing instead of just starting where we'd stop, though, in my defense. <laughs> we hadn't even gotten that far. 40 minutes! That 40 minutes would have had you a partner for your pain. <laughs> well, I there was happiness before the pain, and I wanted the happiness again. <laughs> and then it took me till 3 a.m. the next night to completely finish it because struggles. <laughs> I guess yeah. our first sword actually breaking instead of being like, hey, we're going to tease you and make it seem like they got severely hurt and could have broken like they did in Katsugeki. Um, I, pretty much headcanoning that Tumbukiri essentially hit the red and almost shattered, but didn't. So, yeah. Or got pushed to the side, like how it happens sometimes where they don't hit. They hit yeah. one HP and they just get thrown. That, that's essentially what happened to Tobokiri. But no, Yamabushi broke. <sighs> right in front Especially, of Especially, we can also see how we can see ourselves as Saniwa in Yamabagiri because they're poor Buchan's like, we need to go home and we need to regroup and we need to recalibrate what we are doing before we take on this enemy that is not ready, that we are not ready for. And Yamabushi's, Yamabagiri's just like, no, we can do this. We will not fail. We can go forward. We can press through this and we will make it out. We have all been there. We have all broken a sword that way. And they almost um, did, but at least, um, okay, maybe not all of us. You <laughs> haven't done that yet. I panic when they hit orange. <laughs> you are a good Saniwa. You do not break your babies. <laughs> or not Tutu. Tutu, I love No more field trips for the second unit. <laughs> yeah. But th that it's that moment where y you go, you finish a node, and it pops up, like, continue or leave and you go to hit continue and it's like do you really want to when your swords is red and the only um Yamabagiri says yes and you just scream and say no exactly just made a big old mistake and the fact that this like clearly was painful to him as he references this instance in hon and i'm pretty sure he references this in hononoji or you know I can't pronounce this. At least I'm not calling it Hano no Gigi again. So. Bless. Um, it does get referenced again, though, at some other point in one of the other stages. My brain's not functioning at the moment. And he's like, are you yes. sure you want me to do this after that? So now that we actually know the instance, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. Yep. It definitely makes me feel bad every time I have to pull my team out of a mission, though. Yeah, because I know they reference this again in the future team when they get to a like a part where um, Yamagiri probably should pull out, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna pull out," and they're like, "Good, <laughs> we're gonna go regroup elsewhere because we don't want anyone getting hurt." So, and of course, that essentially ends like part one with them retreating. Yep. Because Danu Danu is amazing and finally literally holds on to Heshi and Mamba and is like, we need to go home. Yep. When the sword who is all eager to fight tells you you need to leave, 
you listen and you leave. Yeah, because in the beginning, he was when Bami was hurt, him and Hasfei were having their little tussle of do we go back to the Citadel or do we continue? And Hasfei was like, I need to leave. And don't he's like, I will fight. And just walks off. And you're like, there's Tanuki. Tanuki. I just have so much love for him now, too. Like, again, with the nicknames. All the nicknames that he gives everyone. But then just him and his comments saying, oh, it doesn't matter if you don't have memories, if you do have memories, if you're real, if you're a copy. It doesn't matter. We were made to do something. Let's go out there and do it. And yeah, he's a great character. His actor's phenomenal. Instead of having one character who talks with his eyebrows, we have one with quite the eccentric <laughs> eyes in general. Oh. Um, but yes, Danu Danu is amazing. So I guess that ends part one. Um, so, yes. Into part two, we get a brief moment back at the Citadel. Um, <laughs> a brief moment back at the Citadel where we get to meet some new swords. Um, we get Sohaya no Tsurugi, we get Hakata, and we get Nihongo. Um, and we get to see them interacting and learning about that first mission, too, which I think was really cool. Mm-hmm. I think and adorable. And adorable. I think Sarah nicknamed Sohaya no Sunshine Puppy. I have two nicknames for him. Portable Table Child, because of his stupid breastplate. And Sunshine Puppy, yeah. Well, Sunshine Puppy, I approve of. Yes. Because it's easy to remember. And easy to say. Table Child. (laughs) Table Child? Wow. Like he's like you know when when you're on an airplane and they do those little table desk things. That's what he reminds me of. Oh my god, the tray tables. Yes, (laughs) tray table child, portable portable table child. They used to have those for cars too, where like they would attach to the driver's seat, so the kids in the back would have like a table. That's beautiful. That's not helping change his other nickname, Jesse. It's no. really not, but <laughs> it looks like I, a giant I, bib too. Like yeah. Also, he <laughs> he really needs to figure out the fact that he shouldn't have it attached around his neck. Because seriously, all it would take is someone going bam on it. He's going to strangle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look how the yeah. ropes are wound for his to attach his breastplate when you get a chance. Trust me. Yeah. You're going to regret it, life choices. It literally wraps around his neck. It's a Mike brother thing. So. Yeah. It's not a good thing. Yeah. It's <laughs> but Sunshine Puppy is kind of clueless at times. <laughs> he is clueless. He's just along for the ride, basically. Like, he has no real connection to what's happening here. He doesn't it's... even have any words for. Does he have words for Mamba? Like, regarding being a coffee and a little doing bit. That? We, okay. we did some of it, but it's, I don't feel it, it was as important compared to the talk. Um, it was, oh, I'm trying to remember who uh, Yamamagiri talked to. I think it was Mikazuki Yamamagiri talked to in the previous play in mm-hmm. Akatsuki, kind of 
helping him when he was having issues with talking to Sayo and trying to relate and chestnut trying to be scene. a leader. Yeah, it was the chestnut yeah. scene. Him, it was mostly Mikazuki <laughs> and I think a little bit of Kasen as well. Kasen helped Yamabagiri kind of understand Sayo a little bit more. So um, I felt that those conversations were more important than Sohana Sudagi's conversation about the whole copy thing. Because I think he'd already come to terms with being a copy at that point. But yeah, yeah, it was it was still fun to see another sword in there as well. It was fun to see him interact with Hakata. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> he like covered up the telescope at one point for <laughs> binoculars. Yeah. And poor Hakata looks so confused. And then he whops him afterwards when he figures it out. Yeah. Yeah. And then he doesn't really have Sohan he doesn't have an, like we said, he doesn't have a connection with either two like the Kurara or Hideyoshi because he was a uh, Tokugawa sword. So he was owned by Iyasu, so who is not in this one. He was in Yotose. Well, the musical. So you know, it's really cool to see Hideyoshi involved in something, though, because he is a very important character. Yes. Character. Historical figure. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. My brother was throwing popcorn at me. <laughs> distracted. But we get that fantastic rock weightlifting scene. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Yamabushi, Doranuki, and Sohayano, and then we have Bami. <laughs> I think Bami for the win, guys. Wasn't the Bami scene at the end of the musical? Yeah. Okay, yeah, but yeah, still. Maybe. That was the one that came to mind, though. But the first one was just, uh, I believe it was just Yamabushi and Doranuki. It was Sohayo first. Oh, it was Sohayo. Yeah. Because Doranuki Cause he tossed just, like, it at Sohayo and, and he goes, <laughs> and just. Yeah. Drops it. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is a lot heavier. And Yamabushi's just like one handing this. <laughs> what? Someone would just bench press? Yeah. Yeah. What? This, this man is just. We, we know he's not human. He's a token donji, but at the same time, he's just superhuman at that point with his strength. It's ridiculous. But if the anime tells us anything, Yamabushi is crazy strong. Oh, yeah, he tosses logs. In general, tosses (laughs) logs over a cliff. (laughs) But his thing is, uh, trying to remember the the very beginning, but he talks about his muscles all the time. The roar, my muscles, is one of his lines when attacking. Um, So I think he has more of a connection to his muscles than Dota Nuki does. (laughs) The muscle heads. That even Mutsu and Kashu will back away from the muzzle head room. Oh, yeah. But it was, I, I like that scene because it kind of made it very lighthearted after dealing with the sadness at the end of part one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it really did. To see him actually being, like, still being happy. And being Yamabushi and having like really no cares to the world, and you're just like, okay, everything's fine. <laughs> All is not lost. When you didn't pick up on the thing before, so you thought it was a different 
you thought it was like a different Yamabushi. Or at least that's how well, I like felt. like a second. Because I was, I was lost. I'm oh, like, no. Oh, like oh, a no. Katsugeki Yamabushi. What do you mean? Please, please no. Jesse, no. Kudahiro. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Wrong way, anyway, Jesse. <laughs> talked about this with Jamie, so. Anyway. Stop it, Jess. Bad. Bad, Jesse. <laughs> Moving on down this feels train. Moving on. So after that, we got to go and redo the entire thing. Because surprise and isn't a thing. Unit two was surprise unit. Surprise ninjas and just trying to fix mistakes, but then them really realizing, oh, we actually kind of succeed. It, it really, it reminded, like, they're going back into time and finding out, hey, we're in the same timeline as we were before. Um, and we're running into our past selves. And some of those scenes, especially with them pushing uh, the, oh, is it Naga? Nagamasa. Nagamasa. Pushing him and um, Spear Guy with Nihongo, ironically. <laughs> it, pushing them out in front of their past selves reminded me of something like, it reminded me of the Time Turner sequence in the third Harry Potter. Just oh, the fact that, like, wait, yes. something like um, when they're sitting at the uh, pumpkin patch and they're like, we're still talking to Hagrid. They're supposed to be. And they notice, and they're like, we're the ones who cause it. And they just, like, throw the rock. It was kind of reminding me of that, like, oh, we're not supposed to interact with it, like, cause changes to the future. And then they're like, wait a minute. We're what caused this, and we have to do that. Go. <laughs> Mush. So, just hilarious in and of itself. Just a lot of those funny scenes, like, uh, the Sayo looking out the window because of Hakata being Hakata. <laughs> Hakata just wants to make sure that Bami is okay. He's just got to check in on his Nichan, okay? Can we just appreciate in the scene with the looking through the window, the fact that when uh, Mamba and Kakaka leave and they all have to essentially play Wax Museum and so you just have Hakata with his arms stretched and Heshi with his arm, like, looking like he's trying to do a claw motion or something, so they all just literally freeze in the moment, and it's it killed me when I first saw it. They are fantastic at Wax Museum statue uh, poses, so I would be terrified to play any game like that with them. <laughs> there are also a handful of scenes where you see future Yamabagiri and Yambushi being like, okay, we're gonna go really quickly check something and they go off stage and then they loop around somewhere and they become past them which is the, the switching of all of that was like really well timed and had to really probably confuse the two of them sometimes thinking okay we're now this we're not and then they would come back later on and it was kind of funny to see that kunihiro kyodai for mvp oh yeah yeah all of the running around they did oh my gosh i can't even imagine it was every time they left and they did it so well and so seamlessly i was thoroughly impressed so Uh, (laughs) i was not so (laughs) so 
Standards. <laughs> I, I think that happens at some point. Uh, we can talk about it because it just kind of happens at an indeterminate point of time, but it is kind of how Yamabushi is saved. We kind of get that. So. so when we got back to the Citadel, Bami is still suffering from like the, the, the nightmares and all of the terrifying memories that kept popping up in between the flames and he was really confused and concerned. He was sent to go greet a sword that had just manifested. And that sword was none other than Mikazuki Nechika, who unfortunately was not our normal actor. <laughs> um, it sounded like his voice though, so I assume they got it recorded. And they did have the whole, when they do the flame sequence memory thing, they have him there, so he must have came in for a brief stint and babushed. Yep, he's been working on a bunch of other things, but in his stead we have, we have small Gigi, <laughs> which, oh, he was really, he's a good, good actor. He did really well for the stand-in, but Bami was a lot taller than him. And it was a little odd. Um, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> they had a great reconnection scene, though. And Mikazuki knew who Bami was. And he was trying to talk to him as if Bami remembered. But then he Bami apologized, saying, I am really sorry, but I don't know who you are. I don't know what's happening. I have no memories. And instead of being helpful... Mika's just like, oh, okay, never mind, and just moves on, and it kind of hurts a little bit. But he was helpful. He he was super helpful in in different aspects, not in the bomby memory aspects, but in the other aspects, such as the Mamori charm that the master had given to Mika. Mika had in turn decided, oh, you know what? I'm going to give this to you, Honebami. And Honibami knew what needed to happen next. Uh, <laughs> and that is where we come full circle with the Yamabushi hug. <laughs> the uh, Yamabushi hug. Where he slips it in. Does he, he hands it to him, doesn't he? He doesn't just slip it into his pocket. I think he slips it into, like, behind his... You know how his robes have that weird floof in the back? I think he slips it in his back. Okay. The floof or the tail? Uh, like, he's going to go with the floof. <laughs> so, like, you. Okay, so, like, the back layer has enough breathing room. The black of his orange layer. Okay, the back. He slips it in the back between <laughs> the layers. I think. All I know is I was just spazzy because you could see the bright blue memory in his hand, and I'm just like, how do we miss this the first time? I don't know. Okay, bye bye. They flipped it because. When we saw it the first time, uh, Bami was had it in his right hand. But when we saw it the next time, like they purposely like changed the perspectives where we actually saw him slip it in. Um, yeah. yeah, I think so. Either way, they made it more obvious this time, and also the fact that, uh, the the camera zooms right in, so that does work. Yeah, it helps the definitely helps the online and eventual DVD and Blu-ray viewers to be like, wait, what? That's what happened? Oh! 
<laughs> but a lot of thanks to the future thing, we get a lot of the loosens as to how uh, Aimasu Kurara knew Hasebe's name when they introduced themselves. He introduces himself as Hasebe, and so when he gets captured, you're like, uh, but I, does he ever know that he eventually is the owner of Hasebe? Because I don't yes. think he ever, he does. That's what I thought. He does. He, oh my gosh. Okay. So that it's scene. Because cool. there was a couple of instances and things that I was just like, I couldn't understand. Like you're talking about, oh, the newly acquired Mikazuki Minuchika. I'm like, wait a minute. This technically was the, the first bit actually happened for everything. I just came to that realization now. So. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Understanding things. Understanding things and talking to friends about these things. So. Uh, group efforts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the Heshi scene with, with Nagamasa. Nihongo um, <laughs> telling actually Heshi's name because he's reluctant. Oh, yeah. Yes. Noxious uh, cousin. It's nearish the end. The Nagamasa is looking at Heshikiri Hasebe and he he just tells him, I seeing you as you are now, as a manifested being from this blade that I have, the blade that is in our storehouses or whatever, I have I am so proud to hold you like to be to own you basically okay. I, I thought that's what he was saying along the lines of like i i thought he was saying something like i can't wait to obtain you like they hadn't yet obtained him but i think now it's like okay well now i'm gonna grab you out of the storehouse from where you're at and i'm going to actually use you because yeah that's one part like, that i can't remember exactly how it was said or how best to translate that part because it has been a couple weeks since I've seen it and I did only get to see that scene once but either way Hasebe feels either way Hasebe feels and he hugs him embraces him and Hasebe is so elated and he smiles <laughs> and he looks so happy and it it makes my heart happy and it was a very very yes um so when I was watching this I would pause and take pictures to share with Sarah and be like, this is where I'm at. <laughs> yes. And my Life. phone my phone likes to recognize faces for me and let me know that oh yes, I can do stuff with this. And I, I decided to play around with filters. <laughs> Your filters give me fun. life. It, 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 it was, made the sad yeah. scenes happy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've got some great one of those, but they were they were a lot of fun. Um, yeah, that scene though, with he's, he's just a great. I just love Hasebe now, and Nihongo being there looking at him like, "Are you okay?" And doesn't he actually like catch Hasebe so after that? Hakata actually literally sneaks over, steals Hasebe back, and pulls him over to the. <laughs> Nihongo, Hakata, Mamba grouping of, like, penguin huddle that occurs. So Hakata is, like, on Hasebe. And they're all just, like, kind of, like, waving hands in front of his face. And Mamba's about to poke his cheek before 
great great arm and her thing. <laughs> yeah. It's precious and adorable. But speaking of the Snapchat filters, that reminded me. Uh, can we talk about uh, Kenbei Kurita's, like, ridiculous helmet? Is this the one that's the uh, Tanro? <laughs> no. That would be Nagamasa. Like Nagamasa had the weird, like... Uh, looked like a piece of paper folded over, like starting to curl over. Uh, Kenbe was his. Was it his dad? Yeah. Okay. His dad had a legitimate sake cup on his head. <laughs> the red sake cup. Jesse called it the potted plant. I looked at it and said, Jesse, that looks like a sake cup. And she's like, that would make more sense because of the whole myth behind. Uh, well, the like the story, not the myth. The story behind gaining Nihongo, who is like one of their prized treasures of the Kurita clan, was one in a drinking game. So it makes sense that the head of the Kurita clan, which I believe Kenbei was the one who actually got Nihongo, do not quote me on this, I forget which Kurita actually got him. I think it might have been way before, but he has a sake cup as a helmet. It's bright red. Yep. It's the weirdest hat, and just... Not the weirdest. One of the weirdest. <laughs> Be silent. Set that one. <laughs> because his son has yeah. just an equally weird hat, and so does Tokugawa Ieyasu with the weird. I also have his hat. He has like a Nagamasa like a uh, plate like just behind his head, but he has a weird spire in the middle of his head, like Hocho. Like he's Kiwi Hocho's hat. So <laughs> some of them have the most dumb helmets. Ever. Like, how does this help? You're the biggest target. Like, at least they stand out. They do. <laughs> and I believe remembered. I believe his uh, Kenbei's is historically accurate, but it's really hard to find anything about him. So, uh, I'm trying to think what else really happened with part two because a lot of it was just kind of recapping and them trying to like understand their connection with the past group and making sure that they can actually change it um nobunaga being referenced repeatedly is now the thing yes and then them rescuing uh they actually rescue hideyoshi um they're the ones well no it was nagamasa that actually rescued hideyoshi like right at the same time when he rescued the token danchi so we got to actually see that so we got to see more about his perspective as well and you'll get that in a minute sarah if you haven't well kind of forget (laughs) but we eventually get to the point where i don't even think they show the death of yamabushi i think they get to a point where they're just like nah we're gonna change our history completely but they run into the three previous swords that were not in this crew which was doranuki uh, Sayo and Honebami, they join in because they were also sent by um, the Saniwa somehow. Don't know how. And what's and, what's special about Sayo this time? Sayo is Kiwi. Sayo is but first Kiwame. He is first Kiwame. He has come back from his journey that we see in Akatsuki. And he's the first Kiwame that we get not counting Atsushi in Honomaru because that was after this. So he's the first Kiwame in anything that we've seen, and he is precious and 
beautiful. And I'm so happy because they hinted at the end of Akatsuki. I was like, are they going to do it? He's wearing the travel garb. He has the rations and the letter set attached to his hip. Please, 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 please. please. I did it. He is back. And he's kicked butt and his sword glowed. His sword glows. And it was beautiful. And I was so excited. Kiwi saw it was amazing. Sarah's happy. I am very happy. Y'all know this. I'm just over here dying. I'm fine. (laughs) He's a good boy. And I got very distracted during that scene, though, because if you've watched Shinkin Rainbow Side 2017, I made the reference at one point to Jesse, I believe, that it was like, I think they made Sayo's kiwi sword out of the fire whoosh whoosh stick thing um, because <laughs> of the lighting. So, yeah, because the way that it lights up looks just like it did when in um, Never Give Up. I forget if, what the actual name is, but when they have the fire whoosh whoosh sticks in the middle of Shinkin's eye. I'm trying to remember that. It's been a while since I've seen Sai. It's like one of the best parts of Shinken's life. The one with Karabo. The one with Karabo and... After on Beautiful Tragedy. <laughs> Look. Okay. <laughs> yes. It's right after that one. It's the only tragedy? reason I suffered through that one. The GG note problem one. Oh. See, Marissa doesn't really rewatch things, so she doesn't. I have wait. okay. I I did rewatch things before, but I haven't had time to rewatch things because life. Understandable. Uh, yes. Oh, but I, I will eventually rewatch all of these when um, our wonderful the wonderful suburb puts out the subtitles. I will definitely rewatch all of them so I can understand them. I like watching it in Japanese and then going back and watching them. Be like, oh. I did understand it, but not until then, because <laughs> they're so long. <sighs> long but worth it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, taking an apple from the concentration tree, um, Kiwi Sayo swipes in, saves the day, kind of, with help from the others. Bami gives Buchan the Mamori... Donu Donu appears and then vanishes and helps and yeah. Um, But we get to the major understanding of why Kuroda is so adamant about working with the retrograde army and why he knows so much about the Token Danshi. Still don't understand it, so you're gonna have to explain because oh. a lot of that was just dialogue mm-hmm. of pure confusion at that point because it was so late. Well, it was it wasn't late; it was still in the afternoon. But I was trying to understand it. I was like, "Yay, more explanation time!" Okay, so <laughs> uh, let's see. First of all, Kuroda, I think, was approached by. The Portuguese guy, Yasuke, is that his name? Yasuke? 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 I don't know. Yasuke? Anyway. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was in the Ya line think, at the beginning. I think it's Yasuke. Okay. Anyway, he, I'm fairly certain he had approached Kuroda because Yasuke 
was at Honnoji when <laughs> Nobunaga died. <sighs> and he saw the token Danshi. And he saw them prevent Oda Nobunaga getting help. And he was under Nobunaga's care. So he immediately, real, in his mind, was like, oh, no, these guys, these token donshi are bad guys. And I want to stop them. And so he gets infected by the retrograde army. And then sees another opportunity with the Kuroda clan. And he, the Kurodas are like, oh, yes. There's a battle coming up there. We can rise up in history and become famous and we will make our mark and we will be known and we will be just like Nobunaga and become one of the three stars of Japanese history. Mitsuraboshi means the three stars. In the name where we finally got the connection of the names. I know there was... Some thought that it might have been that the Kuroda Gumi, like Hakata, Nihongo, and Heshikiri, were the three stars themselves. But actually, it was referring to Oda Nobunaga, uh, Toyotomi Hideyoshi, and Tokugawa Ieyasu as the three stars. So we already had Hideyoshi as a second star in this one. So Kuroda was like, oh, I'll become the third star. I'll take out Hideyoshi. It doesn't quite work like that. <laughs> but that's what he wanted. <laughs> Um, and so we finally have that whole conversation happen and we realize oh dear yeah you are not in a good (laughs) spot sir you need to be smacked back into place (laughs) this is not your time (laughs) Um, and we just see all of that falling into place and then the sword swing in and yeah yay (laughs) <laughs> does does that help make sense? Yes, that kind does. Makes a lot more okay. Because I was, I understood some of it. Like it sounded like Kuroda wanted, well, uh, Kenbei wanted to, because his son didn't. His son didn't care about that. Uh, Kenbei wanted the, like the power and the authority, and the title like Hideyoshi, and that's why he was trying to get rid of him. But I was trying to understand what uh, Yasuke's role was, because I kept hearing Honoji, and I'm like, and Oda Nobunaga, and I'm like, wait, what is going on here? This, he's just crazy. Just this crazy guy that has it out for the token Nanshi for some reason that has to do with Oda Nobunaga, and I don't know why. <laughs> so, so now you know. So now I know. Wow, wibbly wobbly, tiny wimey, <laughs> because. Honoji happened before, but he was angry at the Tokunanshi, but the Tokunanshi at the very beginning hadn't even done Honoji. <laughs> right? Boom. <laughs> this is what happens when you mess with time, and, uh... <sighs> Just imagine whenever you just realize now, oh, all the things, too. We need so to congratulations, see- Jesse, on killing... Well, three other people tonight. No, it makes hey. more sense. It makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. We just we just need the Kebishi to show up now because that that would make 
all the more sense with the fact <laughs> that they have gone back to the same time a second time and really messed with it. Like, yeah. really messed oh, with dear. it. So, he just wants to say hello. <laughs> Mr. Kibishi is not here for tea, honey. Well, he could be. You just don't know it yet. He attacked my babies. I don't care about Mr. Kibishi anymore. I have gotten my Kibishi drops. I just needed that one more, and I don't need to deal with them anymore. So, yes, please stay away. <laughs> please stay away. Mr. Kibishi's a nice guy. You just, you just gotta be nice to him, and he will respond back. Uh-huh. I mean, that's how I got to my current point in life, so... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways! Moving back. My prop, my, my fault, I talked about the Kevishi, but, um... The, <laughs> so everything gets wrapped up all hunky-dory. We get the scene with uh, Hasebe and uh, Nagamasu and Nagamasa. So, yeah. Uh, Nagamasa. And you get the feels. From that and then they head back and we get a the continuation of the rock scene yes that's the one with Bommy and that one I just oh <laughs> uh, Danu Danu he... and Luchan and then <laughs> Bommy trying to lift it up and but Bommy succeeding at lifting it up and Sohaino just shaky. stares at him like, how are you doing this? Shaky or not, he lifted it when Sohaino Tsurugi could not. True. He has more determination than a uh, sunshine puppy. Indeed. <laughs> a lot more determination. That portable table kind of gets in the way. Just a little. But you were going to say something about the three stars, because I know you mentioned... Oh. Uh, them but they have to they were was it just um the three great like they're known as three conquerors like essentially like sosa <laughs> yeah it was it was the three the three unifiers of japan okay the, three um, unifiers oda nobunaga toyotomi hideyoshi and tokugawa yasu is actually was- reflected in the swords in the music and the stage play a little bit because hasabe is nobunaga Bami was Hideyoshi, and that's why they have Sohano Tsurugi, because he's Tokugawa Ieyasu. That, there Bam. we go. There's the connection. There Boom. we go. Figured it out. <laughs> they were the three stars. Go home now. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> we're, we're done. done. Bye. We're done. Bye. But. Yeah. And that pretty much wraps up the third stage play. Any overall final thoughts from you guys? Alexi? Well, personally, after the nice experience of knowing that Bukshan was safe and not at all like I had originally thought at 2 a.m. when I saw the clip, that was nice. Um, it was the start of the age of well-behaved Heshi in my eyes and it makes me proud that Heshi is calming down a bit. But that's 
basically how I felt because I realized how long ago it was since I watched it, even though it probably wasn't even that long ago. So like all weeks. my emotions weren't as fresh as they were when I watched it screaming in my friend's apartment <laughs> and crying <laughs> and sending screen caps and wonderful pictures of Nihongo holding Heshi <laughs> and sending them to Sarah. Mm. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Sarah? Hi. <laughs> all stage plays give me life. This one, oh, it was a roller coaster. A lot of things now make a lot more sense than they did before. So, yay. Because <laughs> totally skipped through quite often, especially earlier. A lot of the talk scenes, because at this point they go in one ear and out the other. Because zero Japanese knowledge. But yeah, it was beautiful and amazing. And as long as Heshi and is near Nihongo and Hakata, he is much calmer and I am very happy. Yeah. And they all need hugs. They need lots of hugs. And tea. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great stage. I love it. I recommend it. Ta-da! Uh, Marissa? Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. The time skipping thing actually made a lot of sense. It was kind of nice and it's finally come together like Sarah said. But my only drawback is I like the first stage, yes, it had its issues and it had a lot of cast members. The second stage had like, was it eight? Yes. There was eight which I felt was a perfect number because if you have more than a little bit more than like the, like the six that should be on stage, the other characters can really just kind of get thrown under and they don't get as much um, love and attention. And this one had 10. Nine. I know nine. 10. We had this, uh, we had about nine or 10. Um, so that additional like one or two really just, and the fact that all those characters, a lot of those characters, like uh, Doranuki, Sayo, uh, Honebami, uh, Nihongo, and Hakata, those five, really just, and Sohaino Surugi, so six of them, just didn't get as much, they weren't on stage most of the time. They were only there like half times. The only characters that were there continuously were Yamabagiri, Yamabuchi, and Hasebe. Those are the only three that were in both parts. Um, and so it made it harder for those other characters to really like stand out uh at times i think sayo got a little bit more because we've gotten character development from him from the previous stages and also the fact that he kiwa made and came back so it was like what but characters like donanuki uh honebami hakata and nihongo were just kind of i just felt they were just kind of there uh and i really wish i could have we could have gotten more from them uh some might disagree but i felt like there really could have been more like there wasn't just there wasn't like not stuff for them but there could have definitely been more uh to give them a little bit more focus instead of just kind of being in the background like characters like uh namazuo and ichini in the first stage kind of sad because they're fantastic characters <laughs> small little great but it was wonderful and it's probably one of my favorites when it comes to the, just the emotion that they brought to it. And it flowed really well too. 
So, yep. And Jesse. Well, one. <laughs> this one might be my favorite stage play, which I find really hard to say because they've, they've just all been really good. Um, one thing that I did find a little sad that wasn't there, but at the same time, it went just fine without it was a scene similar to anything having to do with Shoku Daikiri in the first two. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. With Shokudai messing around with Mamba, which provided so much comedic relief in the first two. But in this last one, we haven't, we didn't have any scenes like that per se, which looking back, you're like, wow, we really didn't. But it didn't feel like it was needed. Because you can't have either of the first plays without those scenes. Otherwise, it just wouldn't have flowed very well. It would have been way too overdramatic. But this third one, there was the perfect balance between the comedic scenes with like the sliding door scene, any scene where <laughs> Bujan and Yamabushi are like colliding into each other. Um, Bujan and Yamabushi? Any, <laughs> any random mess like that that just happens of its own accord throughout the, the third stage made it so worth it to follow it all through and the way they handled the time travel was a lot better done than they handled the time loop of the second stage play which was a lot harder to understand that okay yes this is a a time loop but in this one it was very obvious okay we are going back in time we are with a different group we are the same group at this place and yeah, I think they did a really good job controlling the character development throughout it. Some characters could have been had more development throughout it as well. But again, they had to work with what they had. And I don't think they could have done a better job with it if they tried. So yeah, all in all, definitely recommend this one. Go check it out. It's on the uh, DMM website. You can find out how to stream that and everything. It's really easy. It's pretty cheap, too, as far as renting things goes. Yep. And um, if you're unsure of how to actually get the stream because it is a little complicated, if you are outside of Japan, just type in how to DMM and you'll find Riku's guide to uh, all of that. So very helpful. Yep. You can also, it will be on sale on DVD and Blu-ray starting, I think it's late April. Sometime next, in April, um, it will be on sale. So watch out for that too. Support it. Support the official release. With the DVD releases, you also get behind-the-scenes footage and curtain calls and multiple camera angles. And that's the same for any of the token token releases so definitely worth every penny you put into it i believe there's already pre-orders but they will open up just orders in april right that's right. when they ship them all out uh places like amiami are a good place to get them without having to like proxy and usually they're a lot cheaper to get on there than trying to get through like the wholesaler as well you get discounts so yep yeah. and they'll ship internationally and all right guys that is it uh thank you guys for listening to a special edition of token rambles podcast we're probably gonna be doing this again uh in 
April for Suomonodomo, uh, the most recent musical. We were hoping to do that earlier, but due to it getting pushed back on streaming on DMM, we're going to have to push it to April some point. So that'll be, probably be released after our March episode is released. So it'll be probably mid-April in the middle, well, same time that we're releasing this one. So, all right, guys. Uh, Make sure you follow us on Token Rambles Podcast on Twitter, uh, Podbean, and Facebook as well. And you can find us on iTunes. And are we on Google Play? We are going to be on Google Play very soon. All right. So this will hopefully be up on Google Play by the time you are listening. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.